In this episode, we sit down with Emma Lee Reed, author of the Memories of Murder book series. As well as discussing her books, we talk about Emma's background, sources of inspiration, and tips for authors. Emma, thank you for coming onto the podcast. Why don't you introduce yourself for us? I am Emily Reed. Um, I write romantic suspense and women's fiction under Emily Reed. I write crime and psychological thrillers under E.L. Reed. Um, I'm originally from New Hampshire in the United States. Um, moved to Tennessee probably about seven years ago. And that move kind of really amped up my writing a bit because I was able to surround myself with writing um, friends that I knew um, and that, that I can meet with regularly to kind of keep that inspiration going and motivation going. So how did you get into writing? Is this something that you've always had an interest in doing? I have always, as a child, had a vivid imagination. Um, I started writing poetry in college. Um, poetry, I, I this is terrible to say, but poetry is not my thing. Um, but it kind of, my focus changed after I had children. My youngest child is on the autism spectrum. And I kind of wanted to write his story, his journey through autism, all of our journey through autism. It's, it's life-changing. But I found that it was too raw still to really write. So I turned it into a fiction story. And I wrote my first book uh, about a single mom with an autistic child. Um, that was very much based on my son. And it just turned to my love of fiction at that point. Um, and I just started going from there. So your first book then was more about your son's life, I guess, or your, your, your whole family. And then would it be fair to say you sort of found your place in romantic fiction before you got into murder mystery? You seem to have focused on yes. romantic fiction more um, than I, other yeah, I started with romantic suspense um, and kind of found my footing in that. This is terrible to say, but after two divorces, I kind of moved away from the romance um, and kind of, and I had always had a passion for um, the mind of a killer, you know, what makes somebody tick. And so I'd always been fascinated with Lizzie Borden Um and so I kind of had gotten into the research. I had found her transcripts, her court transcripts online. Um, I had been watching documentaries about the forensics around her case. And she became the inspiration for Hatchet. So you, Hatchet is the first book in the Memories of Murder series. Yes. Um, how, many, how many books are there within the series? Right now, there are two that are published. The third one will be out this summer. Right. Okay. It'll, it'll be a five book series. Okay. And um, <clears throat> what made you pick, other than just having a general interest, um, as I think many of us do in murder mystery, you know, there's always a new documentary on Netflix uh, around murder mystery. Was there any other particular reason why you chose to step away from romantic suspense into murder mystery? I think for me, the writing of a murder mystery became easier. It, it seemed to be where my mind could focus better. Um, I don't know if it's just because of my passion for the psychological things. I mean, as a child or teenager growing up, I read a lot of mysteries and psychological thrillers. 
you know, so I've always enjoyed those type of books more than the romantic ones. Um, so I think I just naturally gravitated to that. So you researched several killers in putting together the books for the series. Can you talk to us about how you did that? It's a lot of research. Um, but being the subject that I enjoy, it was easy research for me to do. Um, I do a lot of watching of documentaries. I listen to a lot of podcasts with true crime and I go on the internet, you know, and, and do deep dives of research. Um, the first, when I first started the research, I really wanted to focus on female killers. So, you know, my first Google search was, you know, top female serial killers. And the first thing that popped up was the top 100 female serial killers which surprised me because I didn't think female serial killers were that huge, um, but they are. And so I started going through, I looked at a lot of different female serial killers, um, looked into the ways they killed, kind of a little bit about their lives and kind of tried to start narrowing it down from there, from which books. I mean, I already knew Hatchet was gonna be about Lizzie Borden, but the others I wasn't sure of. I originally started with a list of 18 women that I thought would be fascinating to write about. Now, could this series expand to all 18? Possibly. At this point, I'm thinking five. But as I get into it in the research for each individual one, it just, I get excited about the series. So I don't know how far we'll go with it. Um, but yeah, the the background of these women you know, so many women serial killers have had some sort of trauma in their life. And I'm not saying that leads to killing, but for women serial killers, it's really more about revenge than a random act. And so they really tend to target um, certain aspects of their life where people have harmed them. You know, the, the next book I'm doing is Poison. Um, and it's based off Nanny Doss, who was considered the giggling grandma. Um, but she grew up in a household where her father was constantly, romance is wrong. You shouldn't be looking at men. And it just brought her to the point where she was killing men in her life as soon as the romance left the, the relationship. So it's just kind of fascinating how women have a different mindset going into killing than men do that's that's fascinating I, that was actually going to be one of my questions and that you've clearly done a lot of this research so what common themes and behaviors um did you pick out i mean among aside from women tending to kill for revenge were there any other common themes or traits you managed to identify amongst the serial killers that you researched a lot of it is the trauma they've had a lot of trauma in their life whether it be abuse or even, you know, psychological trauma, you know, controlling partners or um, fathers. So it really is trauma related, I find, for most of them. You always have did those have, exceptions. Well, did you ever figure out, you know, many of us suffer trauma, but did you ever figure out what drives certain people to translate that trauma into killing as opposed to something else? I have not yet. But I think that's what keeps my interest is trying to figure out what makes them do what they do. Yeah. 
you know, it's, it's been one of those, I would love that this is, my kids would kill me saying this, but I would love to meet and talk with a serial killer. One behind bars, of course, but. I think a lot of people would, so I wouldn't feel too guilty in feeling that way. No, but you know, when I started writing these books, one of the things my daughter said to me, like almost like she knows my mind and was just like, don't even think of going to talk to somebody, you know? And I, and I understand that's a safety reason for my kids, but from a point of view of just being able to pick their brain to see where they're coming from just fascinates me see where they're coming from you actually wrote these books from the point of view of the killer which i find fascinating i think you know the the opening to hatchet pretty much describes um <clears throat> the killer's first kill uh through his eyes uh which i found very unique where did you have to go to in your mind to get into the character and to actually write as if you were the killer that's tough um it's the first scene I did for Hatchet, I rewrote multiple times because it became a very gradual thing for me to be able to think that deep, um, to think that dark. And so it took time to figure that out. And it is hard. You have to get in a dark headspace to really write through the eyes of a killer. Um I think with Spikes, the second book in the series, Spikes became a little darker than I intended it to be. Um, but I was having some health issues. Mentally, I was a little bit in a dark place myself. So I think it became easier to just get dark. Um, but I will say when I switch from the killer's point of view to go into third person for the detective, I have to really take a break from the writing, kind of go do something happy so I can change my mindset. Um, and I can't write kill. This is I can't write killing scenes at night. I have given myself nightmares by by writing them at nighttime. I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so, <clears throat> what about the other characters? Things people like you know the victims, the the um, the detectives, their personal relationships, that kind of thing. How did you get into the? Well, you clearly had to switch from character to character. How easy did you find that? Some days it's easier than others. I find if I'm having trouble switching between characters, I'll write scenes out of order. I'll write a bunch of scenes in the detective's point of view, or I'll write you know in in a victim. But, and sometimes I have to do those scenes out of order so I can stay in one character at a time. But it's, you know, it's a mindset. You think about, you know, I give all of these characters a backstory, what, what makes them drive. And, you know, I refer to those notes. I have at different times done journal writing through the eyes of those characters and sometimes when it's hard to switch between them, I go back and read those journals to kind of get my mindset for those characters going. Okay. A large part of Hatchet also describes the journey that law enforcement takes in trying to solve these murders. How much experience did you have with law enforcement in researching this book? I had none myself for law enforcement. Um, Thankfully, I have been able to reach out. I have, um, through teaching, I actually had uh, 
an evening student who was in law enforcement. And when the class was done, I reached out to him to see if I could pick his brain on things. I reached out to different state agencies to kind of get some information. I have two or three different law enforcement people that I reach out regularly to, to ask questions to. I want it to be as accurate as possible. You know, there's nothing worse than reading a book and going, yeah, that doesn't happen. But so I do, I, I keep in constant contact with these people just to make sure I'm writing accurately. It's very handy that you have that, especially for a five book series. Um, so, you know, I think realism is very, very important for all works of fiction. It really helps to draw us in. Right. So what about your own life? How much of your own life features in your books? Um, I suspect not the, not the killing and clearly not the law enforcement, but <laughs> the relationships between the characters and things like that. How much of that features in here? Actually, quite a bit. It's Even in the romantic suspense books I've written and the women's fiction, there's a lot of my own life that goes into them. You know, I'm, I'm typically a very private person. Um, but it gives me a chance to sometimes work through some of the own things in my life through writing. Um, especially in my women's fiction books were, were loosely based off my own life. Um, I had no desire to really write women's fiction, but it was more of, I wrote these books more of as a cathartic healing process for myself. You know, so even in the crime thrillers, the relationships or character traits that come into the characters oftentimes come from some aspect of my life. And so it's, what about influences from um, other people's lives that you may have seen? Do people watch much when you're, when you're trying to get ideas for books? Uh, are, there, are there people? <laughs> I love sitting in coffee shops and watching people this is terrible but eavesdropping on conversations um because you do pick up things that you think oh that would go great with this scene or with this character um I love people watching and that really does inspire a lot of books one of the reasons I ask is because um I I've always wondered how writers of fiction get their ideas i mean you know do, do you have any tips for people writing fiction stories um trying to get into the groove of things what 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 would you advise them of i would say don't try to make up too much because real life is stranger than fiction and there's so many aspects of life that fit right into a fiction story which is why i do bring in a lot of life things um, from my own life or from people I know, not that it's recognizable by people I know sometimes in the books, um, but yeah, you can look around you and you can, I've seen in coffee shops, you know, character traits that I just think, oh, that's kind of quirky and I want one of my characters to do that. Um, I myself have a habit of, I love coffee um, and I love the smell of coffee. So I tend to, before I have my morning coffee, I like inhale the scent of the coffee because I feel it makes it taste better. And in almost every one of my books, I have a character that does that. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's just quirky things that yeah. you pick up on in different people. That's a really good tip. What's been the toughest part of being an author for you? Juggling time, really. Um, I would love to be at the point in my life where I could be writing full time because I can just lose myself in research and, and writing. Um, but on the other hand, I teach writing. I teach English at a college level. And I love working with the students to get to that point, to figure out how to write something. Um, I have even started a writing group for some of my students who are interested in writing fiction. Um, and we meet regularly and it gives them a chance to really talk about, you know, character development and, and dialogue and plot. And we just go into more detail than I can when I'm teaching a class. Um, you know, so it's kind of a balance of the passion of writing and, and helping others. Is there something that you want to get across in your work to people? I know you've got uh, a range of different work, romantic fiction, murder mystery. Um, but when you're writing, is it purely for entertainment or is there something that you're trying to get across sometimes? I think with the crime, it's it's really entertainment, you know, though, well, I don't know. At times, I, I mean, I want the readers to be empathetic. I don't want them to support the killer, but I want them to be empathetic because by the end of the book, there's a reason that they're doing this. Mm. And I want them by the end of the book to realize that there are people out there that you don't know what they're going through. You know, we see someone and we think their life is roses and underneath it's not like that you know so I think for me it's you know be aware of what's going on around you with other people how much did you find yourself empathizing with the killers when you researched them for some of them there was some empathy you know when you you read about a female killer who has been abused and molested by her father you have empathy for them you may not agree with the killing, but you can see why they did it, yep. you know, and, and some going beyond just that one person that hurt you is taking it to the extreme, but you understand that I can empathize with that deep hurt that they're trying to struggle to heal from. Yeah. So aside from trying to potentially get to book five in the series, what's, what's next for you as an author? I'm always coming up with plot ideas. Um, I have this crime series. I'm already in the works of thinking of a spin-off series that still involves the detective and medical examiner, but kind of going in a different direction. Um, I also have in mind a series for a paranormal romance with ghost stories. Um, so, you know, my mind is still constantly thinking of different plots, different different things that readers might enjoy. If people want to find out more about you, where can they reach you, find out more about your work? So I have two websites. I have emilyreed.com and then there is elreadauthor.com. Um, either one of them, you can, if you go to one, if you go to emilyreed.com, there is a tab for elread, so you can switch between the two websites. 
Um, but yeah, check me out. I'm on Amazon. I'm on all major distributors, Barnes and Nobles, Apple. Um, I'm on Goodreads. So you can find me pretty much anywhere. Great. Well, Emma, thank you very much for coming. I really appreciate thank your time. You. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much.